Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Hey guys, Glory Hole, Gabe. I was listening to your episode about the guy from Florida who said we shouldn't worry about climate change because apparently the dinosaurs died and they didn't seem to have automobiles. That is such a messed up way of thinking. Like, it's, it's not even saying, listen, we shouldn't worry about climate change because we don't fully understand it and it might turn out to be good contrary to our scientific model. It's saying we shouldn't worry about climate change because other bad stuff happens to some to people sometimes too. I mean, can you imagine, imagine going to the doctor and the doctor says to you, listen, you've got cancer. It's life-threatening and it's aggressive. And but there's treatment for it. But you know what? Fuck that treatment. Because sometimes people die at crib death, too. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Mike in California again. Uh, just want to connect with that guy from something Texas when he's driving. He's talking about the Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka. Anyways, that's nothing, bro. Come talk to me when you start telling people, like, that's not a thing. That's not a science. That's not a true. Holy shit. I say that all the time now. Anyways. Go ahead, hold the day. Hey, Cecil and Tom. Uh, I just have to say I love your show uh, up here in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I do have one question for you, though. Um, what the hell is a fiddler's fuck, and how do fiddlers fuck? Is it like a different a different thing? I, I don't know. I heard Deepak Chopra is paying millions to, to have it understood. Thank you. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is a very special show. This is episode 160, and we have Jake from the Imaginary Friends Show. Com. What's happening, Bromos? <laughs> Bromos? <laughs> That's my dog's name. That is his dog's name. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, my dog's name is Bromo. That is the most awesome <laughs> thing that I've ever heard in my it's entire all, life. You're like a mentalist. Like, you totally picked that out of everything. That's awesome, man. That was super random and strange. Fucking yeah, I had, great. I had two dogs. Well, I got one left, but yeah. I, wanted, I wanted an old man name, so I named him Murray and Bromo. Did you eat the other one? But yeah, yeah, he, yeah, I ate him. He was pretty good. Yeah. A little stringy, you yeah. know, but mm. I probably should have cooked him, but I couldn't wait. <laughs> You know. <laughs> he was just so delicious looking. Yeah. You know. You're into the wa- walking dead diet. You know, I, the problem is, you know, shishimi. you get a 60-pound dog, and he just, he walks around, and he just can't, can't help but think snack, snack, snack the whole time. So, you know, I took him down. I took him down. It's, it's easier because he trusted me. 
You know, yeah. that, that's what yeah. helps. Like he, that does help. Yeah, yeah. He loved me. It's right a lot for him. a meal, really. I mean, you have to, all those years to build that trust <laughs> just to eat it. Well, Jake, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on our show and uh, hopefully raising the bar a little bit. You know, we appreciate it. I promise nothing. Oh. <laughs> You'll deliver nothing, yeah, right? too. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I said hopefully raising the bar. I yeah. mean, we don't require it. If, if, fucking, yeah. if we required it, Cecil would have bumped me off the show years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the first story I want to talk about with you comes from Alternet.org. Southern GOPer says only Christians should be protected by the Constitution. And I think his argument, Jake and Cecil, was pretty ironclad. Yes, he doesn't like people who aren't him. Yeah. <laughs> And look, can you argue with that? That's like, Jake, right. Jake did you watch the uh, the debate with Dillahunty and Cyber? <laughs> uh, great pronunciation of his Thank name. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. It. I have no idea who you're talking yeah, about. So Dillahunty <laughs> recently did this 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 debate with this guy who's a presuppositionalist, which is fucking nonsense. And his first name is Cy. His last name is unpronounceable, so I'm not even going to try. And he, I, I fucking shit you not, the first 40 seconds of that debate of when Cy speaks is the funniest fucking thing Ever. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, but I'm barely paraphrasing, right? He says, it is rational to believe things that are true. It's true that God exists. Therefore, it nice. is rational to believe that God exists. That was the thrust of his argument. That's basically the thrust of this guy's argument, right? It's, it's fucking unassailably circular, circular logic. Yeah, well, that's pretty much all that this guy does is thrust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I mean, I love the idea. Like this guy is, uh, he's a guy who thinks that Obama is uh, a Muslim lover. Yeah. Uh, Pro-Islamic. He's a guy who, yeah. you know, he's like, he's he's just a human zombie. I mean, he's a human moron. Yeah. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that it, it's like the outside world or even most of America looks at him and says, did you, you got elected? You got elected to government. You, you, I'm sorry. People actually elected you to represent them and their views at a place where they make laws that govern our society. How, how? Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be to be fair, he his on his ballot it did say I choose to choo, choose you. Yeah. So- <laughs> You know, I mean, with a name, though, his name is pretty fucking rock solid, though, because his name is Loudermilk, which is pretty great. Wow. Like, with a name like Loudermilk. It has hot, to be good. It, right? I don't know that that follows. I don't know that that follows. And I, I've always wondered when you hear a name like that, because it's, you know, a lot of times names come historically from something like back in the, like, oh, sure. the Smiths. Like they Smith. were Smiths. Yeah. They were, you know, yeah. that's what they did. Like, they were blacksmiths. Like, what do you, what was your fucking job when you're just Loudermilk? <laughs> what the fuck? Do you like milk? Or you're gonna love louder milk. It's like ten percent louder than the normal milk. Uh, he says here in the article. It says he also believes it's fine for women to seek political office, at least if certain conditions are met. If the woman is within the authority of her husband, I don't see a problem. Isn't that great? It's like a fucking bonus for voters. It's like a BOGO. Like you vote for one <laughs> woman and you get the husband for free, you know? <laughs> well, 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 yeah, that's true. But first, let's, you know, let's acknowledge the fact that he is being progressive and saying that women do deserve to a certain extent, to a certain, certain extent, extent, you know, that's not crazy. To a yeah. certain extent, they do 
deserve the ability to be elected. You know, if people are stupid enough to vote for them. You know, but that's like saying oh, that, like, well. you can elect an RC car. Like, as long as somebody else is controlling her. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's exactly <laughs> it, right? <laughs> she shows up and she's got a fucking antenna. And she's beep, bop, 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 bop. Her husband's just actually walking nice. behind her. You know, his he says in here, um, although Islam has a religious component, it is much more than a simple religious ideology. It is a complete geopolitical structure, and as such, does not deserve First Amendment protection. I'm thinking, like, yeah. Can can I just point out the freaking irony yeah, in the no fact kidding. that he is calling <laughs> for uh, Christianity to be given um, federal protection? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would like to ensconce my religion is as an ideology. Um, that is more than just a simple religious structure, but that has a complete geopolitical structure. That's what I'm trying to do. But I'm going to criticize you for doing the exact same thing. There's a linked article here uh, where if you follow the link, it talks about some other shit that he said, and it's from a place called agc.com. And here's a quote um, from that article. He also believes that gay people are engaged in a plot to convert our young people to homosexuality and that homosexuals, and this is an actual quote from him, that, quote, homosexuals have a right to be married. They just don't have the right to marry each other, end quote. Oh, my God. Nice. Maybe, you know, not in Georgia where he's from, but 19, 19 <laughs> states and counting, you know, 19 states and counting, there's, there's uh, freedom for homosexuals to marry each other. And, you know, it's it's going to fucking overtake this guy eventually. Eventually that he's going to if if he does get elected in his state, he's going to be the one who's going to be bellyaching when it gets passed because eventually yeah. it's going to get passed. Yeah. But ultimately, he's going to be dead. Yeah. He's going to be dead soon. Yeah. You know, so he's he's his opinion is going to fade into irrelevance with him. Oh, man, here's the hoping. <laughs> like he's not a young man. And, and, you know, let's acknowledge that the vast majority of young people today uh, of which I don't actually think I qualify, <laughs> but, which is really, really disheartening. I found a grey hair in my beard the other day. Yeah, so it, this one, you know, just one. Yeah, just just one. <laughs> thing. I'm still looking for a brown hair in my beard these yeah, days. No kidding. <laughs> They're bastards and camouflage themselves. <laughs> now the, at the very least, you know, the the young people of today are overwhelmingly for equality in marriage at the very least, uh, because they have gay friends. You know, they have gay friends who are no longer uh, forced to hide in, in secrecy and commit suicide because they're being repressed by society and their family. You know, so they actually know people who they want to uh, provide equal rights to. I mean, he will, just like his stupid thoughts, they, they will eventually die. Yeah, man, I, man, I, I totally agree. Like, I look at these guys and it's like, fucking, you're an irrelevant dinosaur, man. Like, there's a reason it's called progressivism, because you can't fucking stop the march of progress. There's never been a time where we've been like, oh, yeah, we, we totally gave, you know, black people to vote and women to vote, but now we're going to go back in time. Like, the conservative party's always like, well, can't we just go back in time? And you're like, no, that's never that's never been possible, and nobody wants. <laughs> well, they it. are called conservatives for a reason. They yeah, do want to exactly. conserve them. But I love the idea of thinking them, thinking of them as a as an irrelevant dinosaur. Because then, basically, all we need is a big gay meteor. <laughs> <laughs> Wakefield is not just any researcher. His 1998 study on autism and childhood vaccines literally changed the way many parents think about vaccines. 
The study was based on just 12 children. That's right, 12 children. But many parents desperate for answers around the world embraced Wakefield's claim that he'd found a link between autism and the vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella. So this next story comes from the New York Times. Judge upholds policy barring unvaccinated students during illnesses. In a case weighing the government's ability to acquire vaccination against the individual right to refuse it, a federal judge has upheld a New York City policy that bars unimmunized children from public school when another student has a vaccine-preventable illness. What baffled me is if I fucking know my kid is not vaccinated and I know that kids in the school have a fucking disease that my kid is susceptible to because he's unvaccinated, why would I want to even send him to school in the first place? (laughs) Well, because all these people think that, like, those diseases make you stronger or whatever, you know? (laughs) But, But I think it also comes back to the fact that, and look, this is a controversial view, but, uh, People who don't vaccinate their children don't actually care about their children. So, <laughs> hey, they can send them out to the it's Disease true. Fest 2014, true, no man. problem. It's true. <laughs> you may, I mean, you may as well just, like, have them play in a fucking open dumpster. Yeah. Like, at that point. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> dumpster full of, like, dirty needles, right, exactly. you know? <laughs> it's like, ah, no problem. Let's just go to this, uh, this, this dumpster behind the methadone clinic yeah. and... <laughs> See what fun toys we can find, Jimmy. Hey, kids, I'm going to throw a quarter. Go get yeah, it. There you yeah. go. Dig to the bottom of the dumpster. Jesus. Son, stop rolling down that <laughs> hill of grass. I need you to go and jump in that dumpster and raise a blade, please. <laughs> you know, oh, this yes. is funny. There's a part of this article. I'm going to quote the article. It says, Miss Check. Now, this is the woman who's been, uh, she's like pulling her kids out and like trying to get this. Re- essentially, they, they want this religious uh, exemption. They want a religious exemption from for their children, but a bunch of people, a bunch of schools are not allowing it anymore because they they're they're being a lot more rigid on uh, deciding whether or not the religious exemption is valid. And she got rejected. Then she went to like a private school where they're a little more lenient. But at one point, she, uh, the the article says that uh, she rejected vaccination after her daughter was intoxicated, and intoxicated is in quotes, by a few shots during infancy, which she said caused an onslaught of food and milk allergy allergies, rashes, and infections. Combined with a religious re- revelation she had during a difficult pregnancy, she said the experience turned her away from medicine, and now she uses holistic treatments. You know the best time to change your <sighs> views is during a difficult pregnancy, I think. I think that's the like most important way is, you know, because outside factors made your pregnancy difficult then suddenly like oh i gotta completely fucking flip my worldview around uh, look all of those things that she mentioned are that you know have an actual evidence-based answer you know her, her, kill, her children got um got got sick after a vaccination it's because vaccinations produce an immunological re- response that just like when your body comes into contact with any virus it raises the temperature because the temperature that the viruses need in order to propagate around your body is much lower than that when when uh, you actually come into contact with the virus and and your homeostasis raises that temperature so it produces an immunological response you get a fever you know you get uh, uh, you, there's there's often an itchy spot. There's often you know a sore spot on their arm, or it's entirely possible that the child had an adverse reaction to that because, for example, it might be a, the child might be allergic to eggs. Yeah, you know, it, there's a hundred thousand things that better explain it. Or it's a fucking baby. 
And sometimes yeah. they just cry. You know what I mean? Right. Like sometimes <laughs> what? babies cry. Are you serious? Since <laughs> when? It turns out they cry because they have no other fucking way to communicate. She also yeah. says, and I got to read this. because I've this always is, said babies are dicks. This is the best. <laughs> she says, pestilence is a disease. I love that shit. Really? Pestilence is, that is true? a disease. Is that right? Yeah, no shit. The no shit award Where did you goes look that to. Up? The yeah. dictionary? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then she says, pestilence is a disease. No fucking shit, dummy. And then she says, and it, and pestilence is from the devil. The devil is germs and disease, which is a, which is a cancer. And any of those things... That can take you down. But if you trust in the Lord, these things cannot come near you. Well, except, of course, food and milk allergies and rashes and infection, because God is completely fucking powerless against those, which is fucking evident by your children. When it kills me, too, Man. that she's like, yeah, you know, she mentioned she had a difficult pregnancy, and so she swore off of medicine. And I'm thinking, like, if you had a difficult oh, pregnancy, man. my fucking guess is you were helped by some medicine. During that day, it's not like you were like, man, I had this fucking raw ass pregnancy fucking sucked. And man, that medicine they gave me made it worse. Like, no, that's probably not the case. Wow. But uh, honestly, I think this ruling by this court, by this judge, by this lone judge is amazing. Just amazing. Uh, you know, the ability to withhold schooling or to to get your to basically stop Certain children who are un unvaccinated, uh, based on their their religious ideals or or their choice, uh, whatever it happens to be, whatever whatever stupid reason they come up with um, to, to to prevent them from vaccinating, um, that they're not allowed to go to the school. You know, it's fantastic. It means that the protected children get to hang around with protected children. Uh, that uh, the non-protected children don't have to come into contact with people who may actually have a disease that will kill somebody who is immune compromised. Yeah, it's a good policy, it's fantastic. Jake. That's the thing. It's like the policy is they're not even saying like you have to get immunized, right? So they're it, it's it's a fucking weak sauce policy to what would be, you know, a better policy would be to be like fuck it. There's no religious exemption. Fuck you. You're getting immunized. We're not going to go down that road. So instead, it's a yeah. fucking half-ass policy. The policy is, look, if you're not going to get fucking immunized, then when there's a fucking illness at school that's a vaccine-preventable illness, your kid's not welcome at the school. That's a good policy. Makes sense yeah. for all components, right? Makes sense for everybody involved in the possible transaction. Everybody is protected. The fucking the kids who, through no fault of their own, are unvaccinated, right? It's not their fault that their parents make fucking terrible medical decisions on their behalf. They're just, they're fucking Well, maybe victims. it is their fault, Tom. Have you, have you considered that? Maybe it is their fault. Maybe the kids, as I've said many times before, I said this just before. <laughs> just a few minutes ago. Kids are dicks. They are. They're just dicks. It's I, true. You got me there. I hadn't considered it that way. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, I kind of dislike the religious exemption that you can get for vaccines because it's a oh, public it's health thing, right? Like, so, I mean, I don't mind religious exemptions for things that, you know, fucking religious exemptions for whatever, you know, I mean, I, I respect people's fucking necessity to believe if they want to believe that's fine on their own time. But, you know, it's not just affecting your child. It's affecting public health policy. You can't decide to change public health policy because of a singular belief held only by you. I just feel like that's, that's, 
uh, irresponsible and shouldn't be condoned by the government. I feel like that's an awful fucking thing to propagate. And they and it seems like and I, I know for a fact that they have that exemption here in Illinois, because I remember I know some people who don't vaccinate like dummies. And they were saying, well, uh, I'm going to get this little form that says I were religiously exempt. And they're not even, they don't even fucking believe that shit. They just don't want to do it. Well, in, in Australia, it was, it came out recently that, uh, you could go to a school, uh, if you were unvaccinated, if you had a religious exemption. So effectively the only way that you can get into a public school, if your children uh, are not vaccinated is through this religious exemption. So it's pretty much the only loophole allowing it now. Uh, so, I mean, look, I, I, I honestly do not agree with any religious exemption for any reason for anything. I mean, if, a, if, if aversion to a thing based in reality frightens you, then perhaps it's because your uh, beliefs aren't consistent with reality. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe review the beliefs before you uh, ask for an exemption from reality-based uh, life. But what if you're exempt from sake. reality? We should ask Deepak Chanopra about it and see what he says. <laughs> yes, you should have. He's living in a quantum world right now. <laughs> Love is really a quantum stage, you see? <laughs> and when these people vaccinate themselves... They remove themselves from the normal reality and go and exist in a quantum reality. <laughs> and if they were to take the vaccines, then unfortunately they would, be, they would be pushed forth into the normal reality, making them live in a world that they just don't want to live in and something that their soul would escape deeply and quickly out of their nostrils. <laughs> forming a, 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 it would completely rip apart their, their nasal cavities. So it's, it's definitely bad for people who don't want to be vaccinated to be vaccinated. Very bad. <laughs> They know this will completely explode. Oh, that was the most you. cogent argument Deepak Chopra's ever seriously, made. Seriously, that was that was smarter than anything he said Look, in that it, Randy it thing thesis, the other day. It had support oh, and it had a conclusion. Gosh, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I honestly wonder whether Deepak uh, is a vaccinated person. That'd be an, that's an interesting question. If deep, well, like, I just think <laughs> I just think he quantums the diseases away yeah, from him. Probably just fucking, <laughs> he just fucking happy quantums them out, it, man. Yeah. See, what I did here is I thought really hard about the pertussis. <laughs> And uh, when when I thought really hard about the pertussis, it completely infused <laughs> within my body. It's perfect. And, it's and it awesome. became exactly it became part of my soul. And uh, and the reason that that happened was because I gave it quantum love. <laughs> so we're gonna have Jake on for one more story at the end of the show, and he's also got a very special announcement about some happenings in Brisbane. So you're going to want to stick around for that. I hear Brisbane is beautiful this time of year. This story comes from Freep.com. Um, and it's straight out of Gaylord. <laughs> I love this. I, I, There's no way not to take this story when it's from Gaylord. Gaylord is awesome. It's like, you know, you're holding a Christian music festival in Gaylord. It's like being a high school nerd and dumping your own books. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a bad idea. It's such a truly epically bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, um, a Christian radio host was arrested in Gaylord on child sex charges. Um, John Balio, um, he is uh, arrested. He is a... Um, gospel music radio host guy for WCSG Radio. Um, and uh, he's hanging out in Gaylord, a little Christian music gathering. Gets arrested by a bunch of officers of the Homeland Security. 
Michigan State Police and the Battle Creek Police Jesus. Department. So pretty much fucking everybody available arrested this guy. Like the entire law enforcement community of all of Gaylord arrested this guy. And with a town like Gaylord, one has to think that the community of law enforcement was significant. Actually, it wasn't even he wasn't even arrested. It was just the village people finally came for him. <laughs> well, there's one cop on the village people, so he's the one and who arrested him. And a lot of looky-loos. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says in this article, it says authorities say by Baylo, Bay, what were you saying? Bally his name who? Ballyhoo <laughs> Bally allegedly paid another person who is a defendant in a child exploitation case to arrange for sexual encounters with minor victims. Um, essentially, his his company, this WCSG, uh, released the following statement. We are shocked and deeply saddened to learn of the arrests and allegations against John Ballywick. Uh, <laughs> morning is a morning talk show host. He has been put on indefinite paid administrative leave. And I'm thinking, what the hell do you have to do get fired from that job? Right. Like if you were if even if like let's let's just say fucking Voldemort was your boss. <laughs> he would be like, Look, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. You know, I really like the zeal at which you kill like little kids' parents, but you know, we're the company's just gonna have to go in a new direction. <laughs> you know, and the best part is that it's paid administrative leave. I know. He gets vacation. Like vacation. He gets vacation time. That's that's how they respond to this to give him a vacation. Oh man, man, I'm really gonna need some time off. Oh, you know, John Ballyhoo, you've you've been looking a little peaked. You got some shit going yeah. on in the old personal life. Sure, you're never gonna yeah. believe this. Yeah. So I'm fucking this little boy, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, Homeland Security. Uh, <laughs> say no more. Let's call yeah. HR and get we you know. a little R and R. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is not a rational response to the problem. The response to the problem is this motherfucker is fired. Yeah, exactly. I how do you equivocate? How do you be like, well, we're not really sure we're gonna see how things shake out? You're just like the dude was like propositioning a kid for you know, propositioning a guy to get him a little child, and you need to think about that. Like, I remember the only job I ever got fired from was a Burger King when I was like 17. For basically a no-show, right? Like, I just didn't show up for work because I had class or something. Um, so I got fired from a Burger King for a no-show. That's for not showing up for work. I know. I know. You know? Like, it's not like I fucked a boy. Like, I didn't, like, have right. sex with a little kid. <laughs> I like this. It's called the Big Ticket Festival. Doesn't that sound like the worst carnival ever? <laughs> what kind of rides do you have at, like, the Kitty Diddlin Carnival anyway? Like, the A-Cups? That's, that's a ride. The A-Cups. The Humper Cars, oh, no. that's a good one. Oh, no. <laughs> the Grabatron, that's another one you want to stay away from. And, you know, you don't ever want to forget about the Zipper. Oh. I mean, that's one. Oh. <laughs> However, I have been an exception. I think you can attend a wedding if you hold up a sign that reads Leviticus 2013. I think, I think that would be appropriate. That would be appropriate. Yeah, that you could attend a wedding and hold up the sign Leviticus 2013. And, you know, word for word, a man sleeps with a man as he sleeps with a woman. The two of them have committed abomination. They shall both be put to death. I mean, you could, you could attend a wedding... And hold up that sign. So if you get an invitation to a homosexual wedding, and I guess, Dave, it comes down to if you bake a cake for a homosexual wedding, you could put Leviticus 2013 on the cake. So this next story comes from the Raw story. Texas values leader, because I guess values need a leader. Are there He's the leader. Texas values followers? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Says yeah. gay people planning concentration camps over wedding cakes. Uh, yep. Leader of an anti-LGBT group in Texas. Read here. 
leader of Texas, <laughs> has said in a recent interview <laughs> that gay activists effectively wanted concentration camps for anyone who refused to sell them a wedding cake. No, no, no. They want a cake. That's yeah. not the they same just, thing. They just like, want a cake. A yeah. concentration camp is, um, like, that's where we put the Japanese. Like, that's not, yeah. that's not the same thing as a cake. That's be honest, though. A gay concentration camp sounds kind of nice. They probably have a nice weight room. I, you know what I mean? Like, they probably got a rock and a hot tub. Yeah, I, I bet it's fucking loads of fun. It's fabulous. It's well decorated. A really nice selection of lotions, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uniforms are pretty cool, so too. Let me read to you what he says. Like, uh, let me play what he says here, Tom. I think that that, you know, we'll let his words speak for him. This is... Uh, this is courtesy of Media Matters, also uh, the raw story. All right, let's, let's get back to Colorado. So you have a baker that does wedding cakes, and they say they don't want to do a two-man wedding cake, you know, with a little thing on the top, or a two-woman wedding cake with the little figurines on the top or whatever. And so, so the homosexual couple, whether it's man and man or woman and woman, whatever, they go to this specially created commission to deal with this, file a complaint against the business, and so the commission says no, you're going to make this cake, plus you're going to go to concentration camp, essentially. Is that what you're telling what you, us, Jonathan? That's right. What? <laughs> what commission is setting, show me one concentration camp? Well, it, look, it's, people have different definitions of concentration camp. I think what they're, they probably get sent to is like sensitivity training well, They or probably something. get sent to, hey, yeah. you got to make the cake. Yeah. Well, you know, can't these fucking idiots just make a bad wedding cake for a gay couple? Can't they? Like, let's say let's say I'm a fucking bigoted jag off. Right. Let's just presume for a minute that I fucking either am really gay and don't want to be gay or I'm just such an asshole and it makes me feel so icky when people are gay. I'm going to make other people's fucking lives miserable. And let's just say that I'm a fucking baker, too. So not only am I a despicable human being, I'm also a baker. They come to see me. And they're like, hey, we'd really like to have this cake. Meet my husband, my soon-to-be husband. And I'm a man, too. Be like, oh, okay, well, I'll just make you a cake with some dookie filling right? in it. You know what I mean? Like, And then <laughs> suddenly this fucking couple is going to tell everybody they know that you suck. And you'll never get another gay wedding. You'll never get another one. And you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to go to your fucking gay concentration camp. You don't have to worry about it. They're just going to give you a bad fucking Yelp review and tell all their gay friends and you'll never get another gay wedding cake. And you can live happily ever after and they can live happily ever after. Yeah, but they don't want to live. They don't, the thing is that these guys don't want everybody to live happily ever after. What they want to do is take a brave stance. They yeah. want to take a brave stance against Jeez. people loving each other and buying right. stuff at stores. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what we need to be fighting about. There's still a little more of this idiot. Hold on a second. That's right. You know, they tried to do something like that uh, here in Texas. Um, Rodney, I think it was a bill by Senator Rodney Ellis that dealt with hate crime stuff where they would have forced you to participate in an event of the quote-unquote community that you had offended. And so we testified against this legislation. It ended up dying on the Senate side. But, you know, I mean, this is what they want. I mean, there's no question. I've seen it. I've seen them try to do it with legislation here in Texas at the state level. It is a goal of theirs to put people in jail that disagree with homosexual marriage. Okay, so, question. so, so uh, if you're a sexual lifestyle, so they if you're a business, you, they want to put you in jail. They want they want people to be in fear right over and they want people's businesses shut down. No question. It's like talking to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can't get a word in edgewise for crying out loud. Yeah, I, you know, what he's saying is, and it, you know, he's like, he's talking about how there might be a bill. They, they, he clearly said that they, that it didn't pass, I thought. I thought he said it didn't pass. Right, anyway. He said it died in the Senate. 
that died in the Senate that they would have had to gone to a, a, a an event put on by uh, the the group that you offended if you're if it was a hate crime. And it, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well. What is that? It's not a concentration camp, stupid. Like, like a concentration camp to me, a gay concentration camp to me, sounds like they're putting you in some sort of awful position where you got to like fucking like, I don't know, shit in a bowl and eat out of the same bowl. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, like some really awful thing. That's because you're thinking about concentration camps. Concentration camps, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess hyperbole is lost on me. But in any case, you know, it's some awful position. Instead, it's like, oh, you're going to go and hang out and meet people that you might not agree with their viewpoint man but then you might you might be in a position then to realize that they are in fact human beings and then you would right. see them oh, as people and, and you know like i look at that and i think like that's the fucking that's the consolation prize for hate crimes right like right if right. you commit a hate crime and then the only thing you have to do is like help make a gay pride float like that's your punishment. How do you get away with that? That's Are you just ridiculous. That's, a, that's weak yeah. sauce enough. They just basically want to be able to say, like, "Hey, we want to hate who we want to hate, and we're tired of being called out as haters." I don't think that refusing to do a wedding cake though should be considered a hate. Well, no, crime. it shouldn't be. It's just fucking ignorant. That's just. But that's the thing is they're equating those two things. It's like if a guy refuses to do a wedding cake, and there's a there's some sort of commission in the state that makes them do it. I personally would just report them and then not get them to make my cake. That's what yeah, I would How do. can you trust a food I mean, from those people? I, there's no way I would trust a food around a person who's fucking <laughs> already, you know, they don't have enough, enough fucking sense to, you know, not hate other people for random non-reason. Why would I trust them with a fucking cake mix? You know what I mean? Like, why would I trust them with fucking eggs? And butter. There's no reason I would trust them with things that need to be refrigerated. And by the way, this this sort of ties right in is this Rick Santorum story that you tweeted out this week, Tom. This one where he's essentially saying the exact same thing. Business owners who refuse to serve gays sent to re-education camps. And this is from uh, this is from LGBTQ Nation. And I want to play the clip. This is him on uh, the American Family Association, Brian Fisher's show. So let's listen to him talk for a second. It's essentially the same speech, though. He has situations with uh, uh, bakers and florists and photographers who are now being forced to uh, either... Uh, provide you know services for for same sex weddings, or uh, or or get fined, lose their business. And in the case of Colorado, there was a Colorado case just recently where uh, where someone uh, uh, had to get to go to reeducation uh, camp, if you will. Reeducation? Don't you have to actually be educated prior to entering <laughs> reeducation camp? Yeah, they had to go to reeducation like camp, if you will, like a, and if you yeah. won't, because it's yeah. not true. <laughs> Exactly. You know? Oh, yeah, they had to go to a re-education. <laughs> How many re-education camps have you ever seen yeah. in your life, Cecil? I know. I yeah, know. Zero? Because I've seen yeah. about the same number of re-education camps. Well, Tom, uh, we come from the socialist state of Illinois. I see plenty in Chicago. Right. You know, there's, they're all over the right, place. Right, right. They call them public That's schools. That's the re-education camp, yeah. right? That's... They call them universities, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish this. There's a lot oh, more of this God, idiot. Really? So he's going to be dripping his Santorum all over this show. And, and the amazing thing is in Colorado, gay marriage isn't even legal. Uh, one of my uh, most eerie quotes uh, that I use when I talk about this issue is from a, uh, a Catholic cardinal in Chicago who's a rather mild-mannered uh, man uh, who, who has said a few years ago during the Obamacare debate 
after it had passed, he said, uh, I expect to die in my bed. I expect my successor to die in prison. I expect his successor to die a martyr. And I expect you to die with a bunch of fucking hyperbole, right? right? Give me a right. break. Now, those things are going to happen except for the you dying in your bed. Yeah. And also <laughs> at the rate the- your church gets members, yeah. you won't have successors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Uh, this is in America. And, and you think, well, it can't happen here. It's always only one generation away, unless you're willing to fight for it. Let me tell you something. If you watch this film, here's what you'll get. Here's what you'll know. They are fighting. They are fighting. They're not backing away. They are coming at us. Uh, you, may, you may remember this case in Greece, New York, which is a, a small town in upstate New York. There was a Supreme Court case just uh, a few weeks ago where the Supreme Court ruled a 5-4 decision that you could say a prayer at a public meeting. You know, uh, almost an amazing thing that you don't have to have a court case on, but, but we won. But here's what happened. The very next day, a whole bunch of other uh, of these liberal uh, lawyer organizations filed suit again. They didn't stop. They didn't quit. They said, oh, we lost. Oh, we're going to go home and look our wounds. The next day, they came out fighting. And when you look at the conservative side, how many people would you hear right now saying, oh, we've already lost the marriage issue. It's time to move on. We can't win. And we haven't even lost yet. And, hmm. and, and, and the majority of Americans still believe in marriage. The majority of Americans still believe in marriage? What is, well, I actually think that the people who are for gay marriage believe in marriage more than you do. Yeah, I believe in marriage. I believe in marriage. Uh, it's a thing. It's got plenty of evidence to support that marriage is something to believe in. It's real. It's tangible. I'm married, so... Yeah, I, I believe in marriage. What are you talking about, man? 19 states just this week. Just look at the news this week. Uh, fucking um, the Mormon state, Utah and Indiana, um, both fell, Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. It's And that, that domino effect is on the side of... Um, yeah, Utah? Yeah, I know, man. I mean, Utah. That's what's left. If Utah is going that, I mean, the yeah. thing, the, the exciting thing about Utah, too, is it pushes it one step closer to the actual Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court rules on it, then you won't have to go state by state. It'll be fucking donezo. So you won't, I mean, there's a tipping point where you won't even have yeah. to fucking right. Right. hit state by state until you get to sure. all 50. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't for the life of me figure out why this is such a fucking sticking point for these people. I can't... I mean, they are just clawing on it like, you know, like a climber on the side of, like, a mountain, you know, who's just, like, the wind is whipping against them. Everything is against them. And they're just, like, clawing with their their fingernails trying to make sure that they hold on to this and suck the life out of it wherever they go. They're, you know, and he's saying, he's like, oh, well, we, they lost this case and then they started it right back up again. Don't tell me the other side doesn't do the exact same fucking thing. Of course thing. they do, You know man. what I mean? The moment, they, the moment they lose, they go somewhere else and they try to pick another thing. That's what the fucking, that's what litigation is all about, dude. Don't pretend that only one side does it. Both sides do it. Both sides, when they lose, they, they, they don't go home and lick their wounds. They try again. They keep on trying again. The problem is, of course, is that the Constitution is on the side of the people who don't want prayer before a meeting. The Constitution is not on your side when it comes to the fact that you go, because it doesn't say anywhere in there it's like one man, one woman. Right. Right, man. And, you know, okay. you ask, like, why is this the issue? I, I think it's because they've lost on every other topic. Sure. I think I really think that's it. I think I think this is their last stand. I think this is the last gasp of the 
um, neocon movement. I really do. I hope so, man. I can't think of what else they have left. They've lost in every other topic, man. I'd just like to see some legitimate actual conservatives come back when and you know give the democrats a run for their money that actually like have good platforms and you know i don't know like you know just people that aren't these neocons these people that are just like like freakishly against you know that are that are totally christian right that are totally for you know the craziest shit you could possibly imagine that think re-education camps are an actual fucking thing like can we just get rid of these dumbass fuckers in politics and just flush the cash and wind up picking someone new that actually has like some fucking knowledge of something. I saw fucking the other day, you know, this is, this is not really on topic, but they're talking about fucking Carl Rove, uh, maybe be campaigning soon. What? I don't know if you saw this. Like they're talking like, like he's not saying anything, but Carl, but there, there's, there's a lot of speculation that, that, that Carl Rove may be campaigning in 2016. And they, they went up to him and they, you know, they, they asked him and I think it's pretty obvious that he's running because he's, clearly already out of breath you know what i mean like he's <laughs> nicely done there very nicely done that one snuck up on me that one you know they they actually went and they got uh they got some comments from chris christie and uh and he said <gasps> <laughs> man that chris christie his star fucking rose and fell in a fucking hurry <laughs> didn't it and it's a meteoric rise holy and fall. shit that guy fucking yeah. icarus his ass right yeah. into the fucking it's like ground. fucking it's like it, about as bad as ford God. right in toronto <laughs> the same holy thing shit if the ionization rate is constant for all ectoplasmic entities we could really bust some heads in a spiritual sense, of course. So this story comes from Right Wing Watch. Pat Robertson's advice on living in a haunted house? <laughs> what? We should just listen to it. Yeah, we should. This is this is fucking gold. I, I I'm gonna pause it after we after she talks about like what's happening in the house because it's too fucking funny to let go. <laughs> Okay, this is Lori who says, My okay. husband and I moved into a house a year ago. I'm a strong Christian with unwavering faith. I believe the Lord tried to stop us from buying it at every turn. Okay, all right. Well, let's stop there for a second. Are you telling me that an omnipotent God couldn't dissuade you somehow from buying a house? He couldn't, he couldn't, Tom, foil something so fucking volatile as a real estate transaction. I know, man. It's right. Like, like, I mean, something, a fucking fart in the wind can stop a fucking real estate deal. Yeah, I mean, for real. I mean, I've done, I've done exactly two real estate transactions in my life and they've both fucking been fo- actually i've done three i bought and sold a house and then i bought a condo and all three of them actually four times i've tried because i tried to buy this place twice <laughs> every time it's like fucking it doesn't matter fucking there could be it's like the butterfly effect you know what i mean like like somebody steps on a butterfly and there's no way you're selling your condo it's like i'm sorry that's not gonna just not gonna happen man uh, that, that's i love the idea too that like this this person is a strong, unwavering Christian, and that God is sending this person signs I not know. to buy the house, and they're just like exactly like. But it gets such great light on the southern. Yeah, side. I, I mean, know. like, what are you fucking talking? Like, oh, but the granite the countertops kids love are, the pool. Yeah, it's got a walk-in pantry. God, <laughs> God, please reconsider. Have you seen the breakfast bar, Jesus? Yeah, yeah. All right, so there's more. Everything has been very difficult here. Everything has to be redone, rehung, etc. Then why'd you buy it? Why was this the house you cut? You had to have. 
I know. Like, I got into this house, and it's a giant piece of shit, and we have to rebuild it. Fucking lemon. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe fucking hire a building inspector instead of expecting God to do it, you know? The last few months, weird things have been happening in the home. I've seen doors open and close on their own. We can't find something, and then it appears, and things fall off shelves without reason. What do you recommend? I've prayed and cast it out, but I believe it will take more than one person to make this stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love the idea that, you know, this is, this is, you lose your fucking keys. (laughs) God is the, oh my gosh, this fucking house is fucking haunted. And God was telling me when I ran out of gas on the way to the closer that I shouldn't have signed this. I shouldn't have got this house. This is the type of person that sends letters to fucking him. I know, man. You know, I can't, what I cannot imagine is growing up with somebody like this as my parent. Like, when yeah. a person's like, ah, oh, fucking, like you said, I lost my keys, and they're wandering around like, I cast you out, demons! I cast yeah. you out! Like, what wow. the fuck is what a, wrong what a, with my mother? <laughs> and and isn't this, you know, we've done it before with Hillbilly God, but clearly, isn't this like, oh, you, you didn't like them poltergeists <laughs> I gave you? You didn't like, you didn't like them, them little ghosts I put in the, I thought y'all liked them ghosts. That's why I put so many of them in your house. <laughs> yeah, right? Great reward. Like, man, yeah, I'm a strong, unwavering Christian. Yeah, well, I'm a fucking filthy atheist and I don't have shit in my house. <laughs> I don't have any ghosts. Right. Like, when I put yeah. my shit down, if I remember where I put it, guess where it is tomorrow? Where yeah. I fucking put it. <laughs> Why is everything in the last place? Anyway, so so here's fucking Pat Robertson's solution. I'd sell that house in a heartbeat. I would run to the nearest realtor, put it on the market, cut the price in half, and get out. That's what I would do as fast as you can. Run away! Run away! Haunted house! Whatever you do, though, don't mention to the realtor that the house was recently featured on the Pat Robertson show. <laughs> That's not a selling point. That's not a selling point. Don't say that to them. I love that Pat Robertson's like, you know what I would do? I would yeah. unload this problem onto another unsuspecting <laughs> sucker. Exactly. Like, you know what I would do if my car was a lemon? I'd fucking sell it to poor people. That's what I'd do. Unethical car owner. He's perfect. Oh, so he also has another suggestion. Just in case they can't cut the price in half like no one can in America and sell it. If you don't like that, get a bunch of believers to come in there and and go room by room and anoint every room, plead the blood of Jesus and cast demons out. But man, you're in for a long fight. Get out! There are plenty of houses. Why live in a haunted house? Why believe in a haunted house, you fucking goob? <laughs> God, you got to have a bunch of, bunch of fucking believers over, too. That's the other problem, yeah. you know? They're just going to yeah. walk around yeah. with fucking bad haircuts and skinny jeans. I don't know how that's going to help. <laughs> I love the fact that the only way that God's going to listen to you and your unwavering faith is if you fill your house with other idiots and shout at them. Like, that's the only way. And see, so it doesn't even work very well because he's like, you're in for a long fight. Why would I be in for a long fight? (laughs) Can I just ask one time? What is it like? I got to wear God down, like asking, you know, like to spend the night at a friend's house when I was a kid. (laughs) What in the world would I possibly need once, once I invoke God? Right, I invoke. I know the all the power. That's like that's like seriously. That's like saying like, hey, who would win in a fight, Godzilla or an egg? 
right? It's it's like it's a crazy, outrageous mismatch. Wait, wait, how big's the egg? <laughs> Allah Akbar, Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allahu Akbar, just little Allah. Thank you, Chicago. So this story comes from International Business Times. A British woman gets 20 years in Iran's toughest jail for insulting Islam and Ayatollah Khomeini. A British man who went to Iran in search for his missing wife discovered her languishing in prison at the start of an enormous 20-year sentence. Um, Roya Nobakat has been jailed for a Facebook post. When they call it, they say that it's that it's uh, Iran's toughest jail. Isn't that? Shouldn't we just say it's like a jail in Iran? Like I mean, I know, do you right? have to like, like does it like go out of your way to say it? That's 3 a.m. in the morning, man. That's some fucking redundancy right there. This does sound like a nightmare. It's a mixed facility. I know, mixed facility. Can you imagine? Oh, Jesus. In Iran. Yeah. Being a British person in Iran who insulted Islam. Huh. In a mix. I mean. That sounds like a raping. I got to tell you, man. I'm And I'm not even fucking around. Like, I would just kill myself. Yeah. I mean, I, th- that's not a life. 20 years in an Iranian prison? Yeah. I don't have any interest in that. Like, I have fucking... It's just like, okay, well, I'm done with that. I'm fucking unbelievable. I know I keep saying this, but I just am flabbergasted. But, but I just... How unbelievably insecure are you that I can yep. insult your God? Like, yeah. your God is just like... I, I can't imagine what one of my son's friends, right? If one of my son's little friends came over, is there anything they could say that would hurt my feelings? Like, if one of them came over like, you're fat! I'd be like, well, you're, you're honest. Fucking, yeah. yeah, I mean, right? I'd be like, you're perceptive, yeah. right? You know, I mean, I can't imagine what what one of, one of my son's friends could do yeah. that would hurt my feelings so bad that I'd want to be like, I'm going to punch you in the face or like, send you to prayer or punish you or anything. I just... I'm bigger than that, well, you it's, know, it's, physically and otherwise. It's absolutely super childish, though. You're totally right that that's that when you say like if a kid came over and did so because it's that's essentially what it is. It's like it's, these people are like little children, and to you know your your political leaders should be able to stand up on their own. And if it's an inflammatory comment, it's an inflammatory comment. It doesn't have any merit. But if it's got merit, and you know the political leader wants to defend himself against a Facebook post. Facebook. Then maybe he should defend himself against a Facebook post, and you shouldn't—I don't know—take away twenty years of somebody's life. I can't. I—I I, I mean, it's just—it's baffling that that's that that's a thing that happens over there. But you know, like that—that's that, the thing, though, right? Is like you know, there's a reason why she's getting twenty years. It, it's most likely that she's getting twenty years for the Khomeini thing. But the the idea here is that is that it's all about the insulting of Islam. I mean, that's why it's that's why it's a news right. story. It's. Until your religion can stand up on its own two feet and not jail people who break its tenets or insult it or leave it, I'm not. I I, I can't consider that a civilized religion. I I just can't do it. So this story comes from Charisma News. Breaking news, spiritual perspective. John Piper, watching nudity on shows like Game of Thrones, is re-crucifying Christ. 
I'm sure it's just like that. On Friday's edition of the Ask Pastor John webcast, <laughs> Pastor John Piper was asked, Pastor John, do you believe there's a difference between film nudity versus pornography? And he said, yes, full frontal and penetration. <laughs> he said, yeah, he's like in porn, women make a glug, glug, glug sound when they perform <laughs> fellatio. <laughs> in, in regular movies, the mascara doesn't run. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, like all sex ends with a facial, right? Like that's the only difference, right? <laughs> yeah, and ass to mouth is sort of warmly receptive, receptive yeah, accepted right? as that's well, too. <laughs> I just I I love this guy. I, I I wish that he had have gotten up and you know this is a webcast. I wish that he had have gotten up and demonstrated a few things that Christ would have been recrucified over. You know, like when when I rub myself on my nipple counterclockwise, <laughs> that is recrucifying Christ. <laughs> well, when I the- lick my finger suggestively and slowly <laughs> insert it into my anus, <laughs> that is recrucifying. <laughs> Christ, when I grab Kurt Cameron's banana, that <laughs> is re-crucifying Jesus. You know, I, I wonder if he's, because I don't think he's actually, he's not saying that you're actually re-crucifying Christ. He says, if we choose to endorse or embrace or enjoy or pursue impurity, we take a spear and ram it into Jesus' side every time we do. So maybe it's just like when you stick your finger in your ass, that's nailing his hand to the cross. And when you, you know, suggestively tweak your own nipple, that might be his foot. You know what I mean? Like it's each part, each part of you fondling yourself in some way is the, in essence, putting him on the cross in, you know, in part or in whole. Mostly in a hole. Mostly in a hole somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing is, you know the, uh, the the spear in the side was effectively the nicest thing that the Romans yeah, right. ever exactly. did for yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know we stick you up on this uh, on this cross so that you can die really really slowly, and then one Roman soldier uh, says, uh, "Oh fuck this! That guy is in agony. I can't I can't watch this. This is awful." Walks up with his spear, uh, thrusts it into his side. The guts spill out. Jesus dies pretty quickly. So it was probably the nicest thing that yeah, the Romans well, it being did. Nice maybe wasn't you know maybe. I wasn't his plan. Maybe he's like that little <laughs> jagoff kid who sticks his finger in every cake he can. You know what I mean? Like, so he's like, he like, like he's just walking by stabbing people. Maybe he was just a, a malcontent who didn't, you know, it really wasn't his intent. But this it turns is how out, to do the yeah. doubting Thomas the yeah. right way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all, all I can think is that if every time you look at boobies, Jesus gets another spear in him. <laughs> the invention of the internet basically turns him into a pincushion. Yeah, no shit. Like, that's it. Like, exactly. He's a fucking porcupine at this point. <laughs> Are you kidding me? How many times have Games of Thrones been watched at this point? It's, it's millions and millions. There's not even a place left to put a spear. Yeah, just a, a mushy pile of flesh now, basically. Aren't we all fucking made naked? It's not like we're born with like a for strategically <laughs> yes, placed a great fig point. leaf, right? It's like when you're born, you pull the kid out and like, oh, the fig leaf is right over the genitals. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> we're, fucking, we're all naked. So I don't understand what what is the big deal with being nude? What is the big deal we have? What is this fixation we have? on making sure that, you know, we never see any nudity. I mean, this guy must really get pissed if, a kid, if his kids watch National Geographic, you know what I mean, with, like, the big nanner titties that they have. They walk around as <laughs> little floppers, no, and they dude, walk around. And- you know, Cecil, t- you know, two weeks ago when my, when my son was born and they, like, they handed his screaming, you know, soggy little body over to me and I was all, like, filled with the joy and wonder of bringing a new life in the world. 
And then I looked down and I saw his penis and I fucking just dropped him. I'm like, oh, gross. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no. That's disgusting. Yeah. That Thankfully, thing up. he bungeed on that umbilical oh, cord. Seeing this is like penetrating Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at the doctor and I was like, God, what do you want me to fuck Jesus next? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. How dare Jesus, you, sir? Jesus makes a glug, glug, glug sound when he goes down. And you know, <laughs> so, yeah. I think this this guy must be one of those, you know, anti-pornography nuts. Yeah. You know, the the yeah. guys who post on Twitter constantly, you know, modest is hottest, that, that sort of bullshit, you know, uh, masturbators for Christ, that sort of thing. You know. um, <laughs> I'd join that team. Is that, I would is that a, I'm on the I varsity for that, I think. Yeah. Do you like Jesus? Yes. Do you like masturbating? Well, we have a hashtag for you, yeah. masturbators for Jesus. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I think so, every tweet from now on, like, we'll have that on there. <laughs> no matter what. Uh, this, there you go. This has replaced. This has replaced uh, glory hole. Yeah. From now on, it's, it's <laughs> just masturbators for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is the guy. This is the kind of guy that uh, sees a little bit of skin and gets so prolifically turned on that he just feels as though he needs to whack one out right there, and uh, feels an aversion to that. So he's basically got an aversion to something that he doesn't like, making it so much more intensified. Uh, so I think that that is his issue with it. I don't think, uh, but and then he's and then he's giving it to everybody else as well. He's basically saying, you know, because I have this severe aversion to pornography because it makes me feel good, um, I'm going to make everybody else feel bad because I feel bad. You know, but it's only religion, religion. that can make you that can give you an aversion to things that you like, <laughs> right? That are awesome. Like in all the rest of the of the world, things that you like, you just like. Yeah. Right. If you just if you just take that religious crap out of the way, all the rest of the world, things that you like, you're like, yeah, I just I like that. Like, I like soccer. Or I like whatever. You know, I like fucking cake, whatever it is. It's, it's you only like religion fucking cake. You just like, I like that. That must be terribly wrong and must make <laughs> tiny deities sad for me or whatever. Like, <laughs> what kind of ridiculous shit is this? I can't imagine a world where you're like, man, that was fucking awesome. I hate it. <laughs> But that is pretty much what he's saying. And, and you know, uh, Game of Thrones has some ridiculously nice breasts. Yeah, no kidding. They spared no expense on those. I'll tell you, <laughs> they do a lot of money on CG and a lot on breasts. Uh, where, where should we spend our money this week? Dragons or boobs? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll ask for a loan. Yeah. We'll do it both. <laughs> can, can can the dragons have boobs? I'm just asking. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I think they really missed out on a market there. So, so Jake, you got anything big coming up lately? Oh, I mean, well, if, if that isn't know. a euphemism, yeah. I don't know what is. <laughs> no, he said big. Yeah, coming up. yeah, we know you, Jake. <laughs> I did say big, uh, and I specified who's been telling yeah. stories. Um, yes, absolutely. So uh, this coming Wednesday, the 2nd of July, for listeners uh, that are in Brisbane in Queensland or who might be thinking of coming to Brisbane in Queensland, uh, the imaginaryfriendsshow.com podcast, my show, is doing a live show with Ross Belch from uh, the Skeptically Challenged podcast. Uh, it's like a warm-up gig for what we're doing, Bris Bris Brisbane Skepticamp, uh, which is in uh, effectively one month, uh, or rather, it's only in uh, it's only in about twenty days. Oh my gosh! So, so yes, we're doing this warm-up gig at um, uh, in Brisbane. It's at the Plow Inn 
in South at South Bank at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, the 2nd of July. Uh, it'll be a good, fun podcast, uh, plenty of uh, interaction with the audience. I've done a few li- live shows before and they've always been absolutely awesome. I'll have a couple of my books there. So if you're interested in picking up a copy of my book, um, bring a lot of money and uh, I'll sign it for you. <laughs> but uh, And then also, guys, uh, Bruce Skepticam, as I mentioned, it's uh, the 19th of... Uh, of July, it's at the Hamilton ha- Town Hall in in Hamilton in Brisbane. Uh, that is going to be awesome. Just a, a full afternoon of skeptics and atheists presenting uh, on the topics that they know best. Uh, there'll be two live podcasts: one from me and Ross, and then the other one from Ross and me. So uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be really good fun. And we're really looking forward to it. If you if you are interested in that one, um, I believe we only I think there's only like two seats left, <laughs> and uh, and I think. So there'll be probably about 150-odd people wow. there um, for most of the day. Uh, so if you are interested in doing that, you've got to get in fast. It's brizskepticamp.org. Uh, so it's pretty awesome. That sounds great. I, do, I, I just got one tiny little correction, and I, and I hate to do this because it's kind of embarrassing for you Australians, but it's Brisbane. I just, I wanted to, <laughs> you know, I just want to point this out. We had to correct Ross too, so... You know, our listeners might not understand where this is at unless you call it. The, it sounds, by the it sounds name. like you're saying bris, like yeah. you know what yeah. you do to a right? child, a, to a yeah, Jewish sure, child, yeah, yeah. 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 to chop the tip yeah, off their penis. That way, so. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's that's yeah. the etymology of yeah, that. Yeah, that's a word. good way to remember <laughs> it for you from now on. Yeah. Literally, yeah. it is cutting the uh, the 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 end. You know, the tip off the the, the penis. And you're bin. against it, yeah. so it's it's bris bane. Yeah. So there you go. We get it. Okay, the bane totally bane that stuff. Yeah, so. Well, that's awesome, Jake. Yeah. Good luck with those shows. That sounds great. Who's going to be speaking at your big Skepticamp thing? Is there going to be anybody that we would know? Um, probably not people that you know, but certainly people that um, educated uh, the, people the Australian would skeptics yeah. would know. Not at all. No. Well, so one of my very good friends, um, uh, Holly Warland, uh, she's been on the podcast many, many times. Uh, she'll be presenting her research. She's recently done her master's thesis on uh, aut- uh, on autism spectrum disorder, so she'll be presenting her cool. uh, results as she goes into the lead up of her for her PhD. We've got um, Peter Bowditch, who is a huge name in Australian uh, in the in the Australian skeptic movement. He was basically the one the one dude who brought down the uh, Australian vaccination network wow. in Meryl Meryl Dory. That's awesome. So he is huge. Do you, do you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Meryl Dory was putting uh, anti violence. Uh, Orders onto onto people who disliked her. Basically, did you did you hear that? I vaguely story remember it. No, yeah. or apprehended violence orders. I think they're called. Um, well, he was basically the one that she took the AVOs, uh, the apprehended violence orders, out against. Wow. So he's he's a pretty big name to cool. a, to a to a fair extent uh, in the Australian skeptic scheme, but uh, scene. But there's there's a lot of other skeptics, scientists, atheists, and as I said, Ross and I will be there as well. We're not great, but you know we're okay. Uh, <laughs> but it'll be really fun, great. entertaining, uh, and absolutely informative uh, event. It's going to be awesome. Very cool. I'm really looking forward Very to cool. it. And if people were going to find your podcast, where would they look? Imaginaryfriendshow.com. Uh, and definitely, if, if people are interested in finding out more about the uh the event this coming wednesday the uh the second uh you can check it out on my twitter feed i'm at jake far wharton awesome so figure out how to spell that you motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) thanks for joining us jake it's always a blast i love you guys love you so much we love you too jake (laughs) 
So we want to thank our patrons uh, for donating. We have uh, uh, several brand new patrons. We have Michael, Robert, Kifri, Thomas, James, Alexi, Nancy, Michael T., and Jonathan. Thank you guys so much for donating. Uh, your money goes a long way to making sure the show is possible. Thank you very much. You're, you're very generous to us. Thank you. Got a uh, message from Brian, Tom. He has uh, uh, an interesting thing that he's doing. He's doing an Iron Man for Doctors Without Borders. So the, the full Iron Man is a 2.4-mile swim. Jesus. A 112-mile bike ride. Jesus. And then a full marathon. Good Lord. Um, so... Uh, 17 hours to complete oh that. My God. Uh, Brian is doing that. I can't imagine. I couldn't do that in a vehicle. I know. I mean, I, I, if you had a submarine, a small jet, and then like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no yeah. idea. I mean, I, I am fucking exhausted reading the word Iron Man. God. Like when I went to go see the movie Iron Man, I broke out in a sweat. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, he's doing this to raise money um, in this event uh, with Team Doctors Without Borders. Um, Doctors Without Borders is an organization um, that we have supported um, with the generous donations of our patrons and uh, the generous donations of our listeners previously. Um, and Cecil and I have supported with our own money. So it's a cause that we believe in very much. Um, this is a great cause. It's very cool. Uh, does he have a link? Season? Yeah, there's a link at the bottom here. I'm going to put it uh, on this episode. This is episode 160. So if you look for that on dissonancepod.com, episode 160, I'll put a link to his uh, Iron Man for Doctors Without Borders. He's looking to try to raise about 4K for himself to run it. So uh, so if you feel like you want to donate to Doctors Without Borders, this is a great way to do it. Um, and uh, and you get a chance to help him reach his goal. So good luck, Brian. Uh, you know, Send us a picture of you exhausted at the finish line. I cannot even imagine. We got a message from Henry, and Henry says, listen to your latest episode where you announced you're probably, maybe, possibly hosting a picnic. He's like, I love picnics. I pick the shit out of any nick there is, but uh, you were a bit hesitant on the location. I heard Forest and Chicago area. I know uh, you live in a neighborhood, and I wouldn't want to cause you any access difficulty in the organization process, but how about relocating a teeny bit I'm thinking Espoo, Finland. Espoo, Finland. That's a place. Espoo. He says Lake Bondum. Bodum. Bodum. I think Bondum sounds better because yeah, it's like know, a ball gag when you're at the lake, but I guess Bodum is different than Bondum. You know, it's interesting when you when you start typing Lake Bodum into uh, Google, the first thing that comes up is the Lake Bodum murders. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that sounds great. Mm. Uh, we'll definitely be sure never to do Thanks that. Thanks for trying to lure us over there, Henry. Wow. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. We got a couple messages from people who are essentially like, I'd love to come to the picnic, but uh, clearly I live very far away. Yeah, our show uh, reaches uh, you know, everywhere the internet does, and sometimes that's really far away, and we understand it's just a... It's, I mean, it's, and it's just an afternoon. So the idea that anybody would, you know, bother to take a flight in seems like a lot of work for an afternoon of badly made beer and food. So I of would, us. yeah, can I, you imagine yeah, that? I wouldn't fly I wouldn't, to see me. Yeah, I wouldn't fly. And I am yeah. me. So, uh, so clearly, you know, it's, it's really just a local thing. Um, but, uh, but thanks for thinking of us. We got a message from David in Kentucky, and David says he found a, a Bible verse, Deuteronomy ten. And it's, it reads, circumcise the foreskin of your heart. <laughs> I think that's great. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. 
the foreskin of your heart, Cecil. We got a message, Tom, from Carlos. Still listening after all these years. Yeah, long black cock, long black cock. Carlos sent us wow. a message. And uh, and uh, we're just happy that you're still listening, Carlos. Thank you. We got a message from Keith, and Keith has a, a couple of uh, links to his music. He had said, you know, he's wanting to use my music, feel free. Uh, you know, Keith, like we say, we, we, we rarely have an opportunity to uh, to utilize um, music, but if we do have a chance, I'm going to put this in the in the source folder for our show. So if we come across something that we can use, we'll certainly use it. Um, thanks for sending it in, Keith. That's very nice of you to do. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Thanks so much. But, you know, to all the people that have sent us music in the past, um, if we don't use it, please don't be offended. We just don't necessarily have a way to incorporate it into the show in a way that makes sense for us and that honors your efforts. So um, it's not to say that we don't listen to it and don't appreciate it. We do. Thank you. We got a message from Shujin, and he has a podcast. It's not a podcast. It's a vlog cast. Pardon me. And it's called Holy Crap. And uh, he asked us if we would want to come on. We we uh, we responded with, yeah, we, we just got to find a time that works because uh, your recording times are pretty difficult for us to attend. But we want to thank... Uh, Shujin for the uh, for the invite, and we will put a link to uh, to his work, the uh, Holy Crap Vlogcast, on this episode show notes episode one sixty. This upcoming Monday, we're we're going to be recording with uh, with Bob Blaskowitz. Uh, he is uh, a advocate against Brzezinski, and Brzezinski just had this recent, uh, just recently got allowed back by the FDA, and he's going to come on and talk about how Brzezinski might still be uh, producing some things and doing things because it looks like he got cleared again. So we want to talk to Bob about this. We're also going to see if maybe we could talk a little bit of conspiracy stuff because that's Bob's forte. Um, but we're going to have him on hopefully on Monday. That show should be out, we hope, around Thursday. Yeah, check that out. We've had Bob on before as a guest. He's a great guest. He's very knowledgeable. Um, and the Brzezinski uh, issue is an issue that's actually actionable as skeptics um, and is very important. So um, please take a look at that and take a listen to that when it comes out. We got a message from Amanda Tom, and I'm going to read it. It says, Glory Hole, uh, that's the weirdest way I think I've ever started off an email. Yeah, everyone is <laughs> in the same boat, I'm sure. Um, think about how, you know, you think about how it is to write it. Amanda, think about how it is to get it. Um, anyway, she says, uh, I'll just get right to it. I've been listening to your backlog, and I made it to the episodes around the election time in 2012. While listening to one of them, I realized, holy crap, in the 2016 election is going to be the first election that I'm able to vote in. Uh, I am completely unprepared. I live in a swing state and familiar with the barrage of calls, junk mail, TV ads, etc. that come uh, in the year before the election. I also know that most of the ads do a lot of talking, but don't say shit. So my question is to you, how do you stay informed during an election? Any other suggestions for a first-time voter? The first, My suggestion to any first-time voter is do your research. Absolutely do your research. You may find that, you know, just because somebody's a Democrat, they may not be somebody for you. I did a lot of research in the in the gubernatorial elections here, and in the several of the past gubernatorial elections, I have not voted for either party. I have found that either both of the major parties, the the uh, the Republican and Democrat parties, had no candidate that I thought was even worthy of office. So I wound up voting green in both of those because it just I I did enough research where I found that it just was not 
um, it was not worth it. Now, sometimes it's going to be harder to do research. We get a full page ballot in Chicago. It's just this enormous page. We have to do tons of judges and things. So that may be difficult for you. There are some sites for that, but a lot of times those are legal legal sites. So that may be difficult for you to navigate. But one uh, one place that I try to go to for the big names. PolitiFact, I think, is a great place to go. I think PolitiFact has, um, you know, they're, they're an independent place and they, they actually do cite the things that people say. So when you say something and you're quoted as saying something, they will cite it, they will look it up and they will decide whether it's false or not false. And sometimes it's so false, they call it pants on fire. It's so false. So you need to check out that site. That's a good one. Tom has one too that he goes to. Yeah, I like uh, votesmart.org. Um, I like VoteSmart because it'll um, give you any candidates, um, you know, give you their press releases, you know, give you um, how they were rated. So, for example, you can see how the National Rifle Association rated them, what percentage um, they were given. You can see, like, you know, how did they do with uh, women's groups? How do they do with, you know, the environmental groups? Um, so issues that are important to you um, are generally um, advocated by some kind of lobbying group. And you can see how they rate that candidate. So, you know, you can kind of rely on like the National Audubon Society, for example, to do some of that work for you. Um, VoteSmart.org also will let you look at specific votes. Um, you know, say this person voted yay on this issue, uh, voted nay on that issue. Um, so it's a really good, concise way um, to take a look at a candidate in, you know, one or two pages and get a, a real sense or a real feel for who they are, what they stand for. Um, what kind of issues are important to you and how they uh, how they fall on those issues. So that wraps it up for this week. We're, uh, we're going to thank Jake again for coming on. Jake has a great show called the Imaginary Friends Show podcast. We appear on his episode, I think it's going to be two episodes in a row, with uh, C.J. Werleman, uh, and it was a great show. We had a lot of fun. So if you want extra of us this week, not only will we be putting out an extra show, uh, but you will also be able to find us on his show, the ImaginaryFriendsShow.com podcast. Jake's a great guy. He's got a book you should buy. Go to his website, imaginaryfriendshow.com. Check out the stuff that he talked about for Brisbane and uh, and see if you can attend. It's, it looks like it's going to be a good time. And, and Jake is always amusing. So if he puts on a live show, it's probably going to be worth watching. That wraps it up for this week. And we are going to leave you, as always, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.
So this next story comes from the New York Times. Um, judge upholds policy. Can, can I just interrupt? Sorry, Tom. Um, if it's okay with you, we might start early with CJ. Okay. And uh, perhaps after we record with, with him, do you want to do um, one more story? Like we can still do uh, this story. That sounds then fine. then maybe stop. Sure. Do, do it with him and then we can do however many stories you want to do afterwards. Sounds yeah. great to me. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what order Guilty it happens fool. in. So. It's just, the thing is, it's just more editing for Cecil, which is like, it's like not even work for me. You know what I mean? So I'll just agree to that. And then it's as though you don't have to do anything at all. One of these days, Cecil's going to punch me right through the internet. The most important part is that I approved it. Okay. So just so you know, I approved it. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. That is an it important is. point. <laughs> it's really the only fucking point that matters. It is the here. only point. It's the only point that matters. <laughs> yeah. 